So this month we're talking all things selling online. Specifically, we're going to be talking about why you might want to sell on marketplaces, things like Etsy, and why you might want to sell on your own website. And we're going to break down the different platforms you can be using. And so today's episode, we're focusing on the former. So we're focusing on marketplaces like Etsy or Amazon Handmade. Why would you consider selling on these marketplaces? What are the pros? What are the cons? We're going to go deep into that in this episode today. This is episode 83 of the Business of Making podcast. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. G'day everyone and welcome back to the show. Jess here for another week and I am with Deb. Bonjour. And we are sans Michaela again. Uh, She's still on personal leave but she will be back, I believe, with us for our next episode. Yes, Which is is on this same sort of topic which is we're talking about basically selling online this month and today's episode we want to focus on venue sites, so marketplace sites and in our next episode we're going to focus on like self-hosted website solutions so your own independent website so today we want to focus on talking about why you should sell or consider selling on venue marketplaces like etsy felt made it not on the high is it not on the high street folksy like there's so many of them out there amazon yeah and there's more oh yeah amazon handmade there's more you know appearing all the time so we want to talk about the benefits um, and possible drawbacks of selling on those platforms in this episode and obviously <laughs> we, we chose to cover this today because as you may have heard if you're a long-time listener whenever we talk about something like etsy michael's like i don't really know anything about etsy you guys tell <laughs> you guys just tell us what you know tell me pretend i don't like i'm asking all the questions so we figured it was a, a one for us to cover uh since michaela couldn't be here today yeah with us. and then she'll probably have a lot to say though on the website aspect next, yes uh, next episode so like i miss her can she come back like the I first know. thing i was the patreon one and i was like well that's novelty but today i'm like <laughs> now this is weird <laughs> can she come back <laughs> hopefully yes she should be back for next episode so yeah that will be awesome but before we dive into that, I have two people who I want to give a big shout out and thank you to. We're so behind. I just want to say to all of our Platinum patrons, we haven't forgotten you. Are we going to have to like add another tier, like a $10 tier for people who are going to get shout outs? Maybe. Because we're just yeah. getting so many amazing people signing up. Like when we first did it, we're like, we won't get that many people. <laughs> we're just getting a lot of people signing up and it's awesome. So we're trying to get through all of you and um, make sure that we've, we've given you a shout out. So we've got two today, two amazing makers. My first uh, shout-out goes to Amanda Strobel of Redwood Metalworks. Her stuff is very awesome and unique. She works in bronze mostly, which you don't see very often, and it just looks absolutely gorgeous. Like if you go have a look at her shop, which is on Etsy, so Etsy and it's Red Door Metalworks, Red Door Metalworks, and she works in beautiful bronze and she makes all sorts of kind of contemporary style jewellery, earrings and bracelets and necklaces and it's all very cool and I just like want to buy it all. (laughs) I think bronze is such a cool colour actually. Like It's such a cool, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful and this pieces that she sells would go well with absolutely everything I own. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, I think it look really good on your skin with your skin tone. That's too. a good color tone for that. Yeah, that's true. That's like I true. wear silver. Do you wear silver or gold usually? I do wear more silver than I wear mm. gold. I used to wear gold when I was younger, but I'm more into silver now. But that's like this perfect kind of like not too goldy, but sort of yeah. Gold. It's like a subtle, beautiful, warm, subtle color. So go check out her stuff. It's gorgeous. Thank you so much, Amanda, for supporting us and being part of our community. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, And my other shout-out goes to Josie Joffrey-Dean, and she uh, is behind Diamond Valley Handcrafted. Now, this is funny because I literally live next to a place called Diamond Valley. And I'm like, is she, is this my Diamond Valley? <laughs> but it's not. It's a different Diamond Valley. But she makes beautiful, um, like soaps, those gorgeous yeah. artisan soaps of so many different colors and flavors, flavors. So, yeah. Soaps to me, I always think flavor because yeah, I, don't know, I, I, do, I do say that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like smells. Like, it smells like yeah. a, I just want to eat it all of the time yeah. and smell these beautiful artisan ones. You're like, Hang on. And they also look like slices of cakes often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you exactly. do want to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> but they're gorgeous. So many different colors and designs and scents. And yeah, so I, and she also has like clay facial masks and, and things like that. So go check it out. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Thank you again so much. Josie for being a supporter and a patron because we couldn't do this without our patrons you are make this possible you really do make this possible and just help us and kind of give us that support for all the time that we we spend sort of putting this this show together and we love doing it but we really appreciate your support so thank you very very much for that thank you thank you thank you all right so let's get on with today's episode now so a bit of background, obviously I have my own handmade business. I have had a shop on Etsy since 2008. I've also I've also sold on numerous other venues and marketplaces over the years. I've sold on um, Made It in Australia. I've sold on, there was one that used to be called, I think, Shop HQ. There was one that used to be called Blue Caravan. Like there's been heaps that have popped up over the years. I've tried a lot of different ones. So I have quite a bit of experience selling on them. And obviously I've worked with a lot of students who do as well. And Deb, you have worked with a lot of people who sell on yeah, venue so marketplaces. Many different, mm-hmm, so many different ones. And also website, which I think is why we wanted to separate the two in two different episodes. Mm. But I think that a good thing to start this conversation with is a reminder that none of us, and Michaela would agree if she was here, we're just speaking for her today, <laughs> <laughs> that we don't think that there is such a thing as uh, you should absolutely sell on Etsy or you should absolutely sell on Amazon or you should absolutely mm-hmm. have your own website. And I'm actually quite, I'm trying to keep calm right now, but it's really something that infuriates me when I hear other people in this industry yell things like uh, Shopify doesn't work, you should only be on Etsy or get off Etsy, it's completely a dangerous strategy, you need your own website because it's kind of assuming that their own individual experience mm. is more important than the thousands of other people who have actually proven them wrong because they are successful on this other platform. Yeah. And so I think that you know this conversation is more about showcases like the pros and the cons of each and so that you can consider it within your own like sets of like circumstances mm-hmm. and skills and what would work for you versus not work for you because there's going to be a different reason like a different answer for all of you guys for mm-hmm. some of you it's going to be etsy is going to be a perfect match for some of you not at all mm-hmm. it's going to depend on a bunch of different things and so i think it's very dangerous to try and like box an answer mm-hmm. we just want to like open up the conversation so, and give you things to think through to make the, the right decision for you yeah definitely i mean if you've listened to this for a long time, you know I'm generally a big fan of having an Etsy shop for most makers. 
So let's talk about why that is. Why would you sell on a venue or a marketplace versus just having your own website? One of the biggest reasons that I would recommend considering selling somewhere like Etsy or another regional marketplace in your area, you know, if you only want to sell domestically, you're probably better off looking or at least considering looking for a regional marketplace in your country or even your state. And one of the biggest reasons is taking advantage of their traffic. That's usually the, that's kind of the biggest reason I advise people to consider selling somewhere like Etsy because when you have your own standalone website, you are 100% responsible for driving traffic there. Um, and if you don't do the work, you know, the SEO, social media, advertising, everything else, nobody will ever find it. Whereas when you're on a marketplace, you're taking advantage of the people who are already going to the marketplace looking for what you sell and you probably will end up getting sales via that method that you would not have gotten if you weren't on the platform. Yeah, that's definitely, I think, reason number one, people pick Etsy. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, and that's not just Etsy, but all sort of marketplaces, is also the ease of setting it up and using it at first. And it kind of like removes that sort of uh Techno, technological is not the word I want. What am I trying to say? Technical? Yeah, technical barriers. Yeah, technical barriers. Techies. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> like technological, that sounds like not the right word at all. Uh, but yeah, so it, it, it is easy, much easier because you have less decisions to make, quite mm-hmm. honestly. You simply have to sort of decide on prices and pictures and product description. There's probably a couple more fields that you have to fill out, mm-hmm. but it's not quite as much as a process as actually setting up your own website. So there's less of a learning, cu- a learning curve there and it's an easier setup. So I think there's also a lot of people who decide to do that because it feels like less of a important commitment and it's kind of yeah. like well that's easy I can test the market I can test a few things out there you know get a bit used to this idea of having a business and then maybe I'll move on to my website if and when I'm ready or maybe I want because I love mm. it so much on the marketplace so these I think are the two big why people do it mm-hmm. I think the num the number three one and we'll obviously go into more detail about all this we're not like right that's the episode done um, <laughs> number three I think is the financial investment required mm-hmm. Like if you're just selling somewhere like Etsy, generally uh, most venue marketplaces, you you might you know they might charge you a small listing fee per product. Some of them will charge you a subscription fee depending on the on the platform, and then you'll you know you'll have a transaction fee when you sell a product. They'll take a percentage of the sale. So upfront, especially the ones that only charge you a listing fee upfront, so much cheaper than having your yeah. own website. Yeah, you can just get started pretty much yeah. for nothing. And that's why a marketplace that does just charge listing fees is so um, attractive and mm. it is a really good way to get started and start experimenting with the market and, you know, just getting your business off the ground and getting stuff up for sale because if you don't have it available for sale, nobody can buy it. I think there's also, and that might depend on each platform's going to handle that differently, but there's also less. You're, good, you're not going to have to straight away go into the, oh, my God, different shipping zones and different <laughs> taxes for different countries that I want to sell to and do I need to get sell, like sales tax and GST and VAT and all this stuff. Most of them, I won't say all because I wouldn't know for all of them exactly the details, but would kind of like have a process in place for that where they take care of that for you. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty like that's a big thing to like organize mm-hmm. and think about when you go into your own website because you have to like do all of this by yourself. Yeah. And 
you might even not know you have to do it. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then you discover it and you're like, uh oh, <laughs> they all stacks what? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I should have been collecting what now? So, <laughs> so yeah, it definitely simplifies those sorts of things. Another thing that it simplifies for you is security. So, you know, if you have an Etsy shop, you don't have to worry about your Etsy shop being hacked because that's not your problem. That's Etsy's problem. <laughs> Whereas when you have your own website, you and this again, we'll talk more about this in the next episode as some venues will take care of this. Uh, sorry, some hosts will take better care of you than others in this respect, um, depending on where, who you decide to go with. But this is another thing to consider is you do have to think about your cybersecurity because if your business is your livelihood, you need to protect it. Just like having a lock on the door if you had a brick and mortar. You need to be able to know that you've got your website protected from being taken down. And you might think like, oh, that's never going to happen. But my websites have been hacked numerous times yeah. <laughs> over the last decade. I actually employ a security company on retainer. That sounds so fancy, but it's like a, it's a yearly fee. <laughs> <laughs> and literally when again my site becomes hacked, because it will, I literally just send them a message and they fix mm. it for me within 24 hours. So yeah. it's it's well worth the cost. But we can talk more about that next week as well. It's yeah. something to think about though, to be aware of. Yeah, that is a good point. And I think a point that not many people think about initially because you don't think about that when you first have your website. You only think about it when you've had your website for a little while and then it gets hacked and you're like, oh, I should have thought about that. <laughs> yes, exactly what happened to me. Like, oh no, what do I do? How do oh, I fix it? That's oh, so true. Get someone else to fix it. <laughs> and then that's always way more expensive than being preventive about it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's another issue. Hey there, makers. If you need to figure out what pain point your product solves, you can check out our 5 Whys Technique download. The 5 Whys Technique is a great way to go beyond the superficial reasons a customer makes a purchase and find out their deeper motivations. You can download this and a bunch of other cool stuff at thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash get freebies. It's all one word, get freebies. Good luck. Let's quickly touch on some caveats or uh, yes. so some cons of having mm. a marketplace. The first one, of course, is you're not in charge. Someone else yeah. is in charge. They have terms and conditions you have to adhere to. They have rules you have to adhere to. They have practices and fees you have to adhere to. This is the biggest issue that a lot of people have with places like Etsy is they will change things. This will always happen. Uh, they will change things that you don't like them changing they will institute policies and procedures and systems that you don't necessarily like but if you want to stay on the marketplace you just have to deal with them yeah. you have to have to roll with it um you know amazon handmade they have quite high fees like every marketplace is going to have mm. something that you may not be 100 percent happy about yeah. but the reason you deal with it is because the benefits outweigh the the risks or the cons in this case yeah. If they do for you. Yeah, it's something that's really, really important to remember. You're just renting this spot on mm -hmm. a platform called Etsy or whatever else. It's not yours. And so essentially you get to stay for as long as you agree those terms are fair enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we've done a full episode on this. What was it called? Uh, you are not an Etsy business yeah, or yeah. something like that. 
<laughs> a very good episode where I think Itzy just had the biggest. So I can't even remember which one because it's all the time that they do that. But yeah, it was something. something. It was the free shipping or something. Oh, I, think, I can't yeah. remember. But everyone was panicking and the internet exploded <laughs> and everyone was like, Etsy has changed and they're not the same. And the thing is, they never sign a paper with you saying we're going to be the same forever, guys. They do their own thing. They're their own business. And so they're going to change things on you. And mm-hmm. then you, I mean, you're in charge in the way of you can decide to stay or not. Mm-hmm. But you can't complain too much about what they're doing because it has very little impact on what they're actually doing because they don't yeah. care all that much. So that's definitely you're, you're entering an agreement with someone else. To It's a platform on which you sell your product, but it is not yours and you don't own it. And beyond the terms and all, that also means that there are certain things that you won't be able to do, such as customizing the way you know your shop look to an extent, mm-hmm. adding things like uh, sign up for email newsletters and stuff like that. That's not something you can sort of do some workarounds on Etsy, but it doesn't work quite as well as doing your own website. And so all these things you'll find, there's, there's some limitations and that they're the same ones that give you all these like positive aspect of getting started quickly so it's a balance yeah definitely something else i was thinking of when you said you know the number one reason is traffic they are already a brand so etsy is its own brand and they spend money on bringing people to the site and you can tap into that it's so true and that's such mm-hmm. a good reason to have your etsy shop but yeah the flip side yeah. <laughs> is that you have to actually do the work to be found on that platform so it's the SEO, which is search engine optimization, or you won't actually tap into that traffic at all because no one will actually find your shop. So it's not like you go into Etsy and suddenly everyone will find your shop really mm-hmm. quickly and easily and you'll have tens of thousands of people in the first day visiting your shop. You do have to put in the work to make sure that you optimize your listing in your shop in a way that people are going to found it, yeah. uh, which is more work than probably more people think it is when yes. they first sign up. Yes. And also, of course, if people come to Etsy maybe you even drive the traffic there, it's very easy for them to get distracted and go somewhere else and buy yes. from someone else. Mm-hmm. And what will tend to happen is, you know, someone will buy those earrings and they're like, oh, where did you get the earrings? And they'll say, I bought it on, on Etsy. Etsy. <laughs> they won't say, I bought it from a burial. They're like, I got it yeah. on Etsy. So you lose that branding potential as well, possibly, if people just kind of think of Etsy as being this monolith. And uh, whereas if they buy from your your website they're going to have to remember and go oh i bought this this little boutique company you know blah 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 so that's another downside um of potentially of selling and i just want to clarify we keep saying etsy here just because that's the one everybody's most familiar with but all of this stuff we're just using it as a placeholder for any marketplace or venue website they're all different but they all have these sorts of things in common it's so true. I used to do this myself quite a lot before I actually started working more in the event sector, mm-hmm. like having clients and then customers and now a full business around it. But I used to completely say, oh, I found that on Etsy. Where now I make like a point of saying, well, I actually did find that on Etsy, but it's from this artist called blah, 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 name, mm-hmm. blah, 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 from blah, blah, blah. Because I find it so important now that no one does that. Everyone just mm-hmm. says, oh, yeah, this shit, well, it's from Etsy. And so you don't get that kind of like referral traffic or word of mouth traffic that you would maybe get if you were on your own website. Mm-hmm. And true as well when you start driving your own traffic to your shop on Etsy or another marketplace, yes, there is abundance of competition out there that they can, you know, they're suddenly they're on Etsy, so they might love mm-hmm. your product, but they could also be tempted to go, well, I wonder what else is on this platform yeah. that is, you know, a minimalist earring. And so they go and search and then suddenly they're out of your shop. Yeah, because Etsy kind of want to keep you on the platform, right? So they design it so that you will continue to look around. It has like 
other stuff from your shop and then it has all of this other stuff from other yeah. people's shops yeah. <laughs> at the bot literally on your product listing page down the bottom is like similar yeah. stuff from other people's shops yeah there is that danger that they'll just keep scrolling down and then see something else and then just click away and, yeah. and go to that other shop so that is also a risk that you take selling mm. on there another pro that i just remembered that i want to mention is ease and trust so if someone already has say an etsy account mm. or they're comfortable they've bought from Etsy before, they're much more likely to buy from you if they find you on there than if they find, you know, your own standalone website because mm. they already, they've already they already got all their details in there. They know there's a, you know, if something goes wrong, there's a bigger corporation behind it that they can appeal to to get this mm. problem sorted out. You know, they understand the checkout system. Like I know those things all seem silly, but they're not. They're actually big barriers to purchase on a, a lot of websites. Like if you look mm. at like people who abandon checkouts and things like that, if they're not comfortable that uh, with the checkout system, if they're not comfortable that it's safe to buy from mm. you, then you can run into trouble with that. So there is that element of it as well. If you're on a trusted marketplace, like, you know, Amazon, for God's sake, like who doesn't buy from Amazon? Very few people. Yeah. So, oh, eBay. I mean, a lot of you might not be on eBay, but some of you might be, you know, not really the platform of choice for many of us. But if you sell supplies or vintage or something, you know, you might have an eBay shop. It's sort of people go there and they're comfortable with it. Mm. So coming back to the traffic thing as well, that's one of the big things like, you know, if people are in sort of the know about handmade, they probably know about Etsy. And if they go to buy something handmade, they probably just go to Etsy and look for it yeah. rather than going to Google or, you know, whatever web search they use. So if you're not on the platform, you'd miss out on that traffic. Mm. And the same goes for like Amazon handmade. I mean, I'm not on Amazon handmade. Mm. I was invited back in the day when it all kind of started, but I decided not to go with it just because I was a bit too afraid about the whole shipping thing. <laughs> Like, yeah. you know, Amazon, people buying on Amazon expect stuff to be fast and our shipping is not fast and our turnaround Prime is handmade. not fast. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> so I was like, mm, plus the fees were quite high and I'm like, I don't need to be there. I, mm. I understand that I'm probably missing out on a lot of sales by not being there and, you know, I reserve the right to change my mind in the future about that. But for now, the benefit doesn't outweigh the potential cost mm. for me. So that's an, that's another thing to consider, you know, for your particular business in your particular place and circumstance, do the benefits outweigh the yeah. potential problems or risks. Yeah. It's an important point that you said about trust and the actual payment system. Mm -hmm. Not only does that brand trust around a platform like Etsy or Amazon or whatever, that people will feel a lot safer probably mm -hmm. at checkout, but also when you have your own website, that is something that you have to do yourself. And mm -hmm. so there is definitely, again, that technical element of making sure that you have like, it's called a security certificate. We're not going to get into the boring details, mm -hmm. but you have to install we will all next these week. things. <laughs> we will next week. Yeah. You have to have on your website a way to essentially not only say to customer, but also make sure for yourself that any payment that's processed on your website is safe and secure and that, you know, people's credit card information is not going to get lost in the web. Um, and so that is definitely, um, it's more of a setup for that as well. And a bit, for some reason, a bit more of a stress factor when you get started because you, you're mm -hmm. like, I just want to sell my products. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to become like an IT person, <laughs> please. <laughs> So yeah, and again, depending on the platform that you use, this might be more work or not. And we'll talk about that. When I say platform, I meant self-hosted website platform mm -hmm. then. So we'll talk about that next week. But yeah, that's a very important point as well, because there's a lot of sales that get lost at checkout, much more than people imagine. We imagine mm -hmm. that like, as soon as someone has put something into the basket of the cart, it's mm -hmm. like, that's it, it's done. But you lose a lot of sales between the cart and the actual payment yeah. point. And all these things do make 
a big difference. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about do people, you know, it's easy for them to see the shipping cost or any taxes or any, you know, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, that's all done for you. Well, I mean, when you sell on a marketplace, you still have to enter in your shipping costs and stuff like that, but mm. it prompts you to do it. It gives you advice. You know, <laughs> they, make, they make it a little bit easier for you than when you have to do it all yourself. So yeah, yeah. that stuff's really important to people as well. And making sure um, policies is another thing. Like when you sell on a marketplace, they're going to have requirements about having to have policies in place. Whereas when you sell on your own site, you have to figure all that out for yourself and you might not think about it and you might muck up and miss those sorts of things. So that's another thing. Um, reviews is another great thing to think about. So when you're selling on a marketplace, they have a review system built in, right? They've got, you know, if you go to an Etsy shop, there's going to, on every listing now, there's reviews there. On the main shop, there's reviews there. Whereas if you have your own website, you have to install that. <laughs> like you have to figure it out, figure out how to get reviews happening. Yeah. And then actually getting the reviews too. Like Etsy exactly. will ask people and say, Hey, mm. so how was that purchase? <laughs> yeah. Where on your own website, you do have to set that up yourself. And so it is more, it, can you see how it starts adding up on mm. the, like the build yep. of the website starts to be like a bigger project. I think it's the way I always kind of look at it is a bit like it's almost like a timeline thing. Like there's definitely mm-hmm. an element of skills. Like if you're totally not tech savvy and not only that, but you also have zero interest in it, like it makes you, you're like, if I have to do any of that, then I would rather not have my business. Then it, then you're a marketplace person and that's mm-hmm. perfect for you. And it's going to be the right decision for you. On the other hand, if you're like, well, I don't mind this stuff. I know I can figure it out. Maybe you have a bit of experience with it. Maybe not, but you trust that you can do it because you can. It's Mm. it's not as complicated as we maybe make it sound, but it's just more realizing that there's this bulk of work that maybe needs to be done at first with the website that will take you longer to get set up because you have to do these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas on Etsy, you can be open really quickly. Um, yeah, I'm going to say over a weekend because you will have to suddenly realize, you know, oh, what about shipping costs and <laughs> taking pictures and it does take a bit of time to do that. But in terms of the setup, it's a lot quicker and mm-hmm. off you go. Whereas with the website, it's kind of like this is a, more of a long-term commitment. And I, I know this is something I'm going to do for the next, you know, years. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I'm putting more effort and energy and probably a bit of money in my website as well. I think that's why a lot of people start with Etsy because they're not sure. And that's what I usually like when I, I run Setup Shop, my course, I generally say to people, look, if you don't already have a website, just start with Etsy because it's easy. Like it, mm. you can get started quickly and you can you can go through and learn all of these things I'm teaching you and implement them relatively quickly because you're not worried about all the back-end tech stuff, right? So it's easy to get started. It's easy to get your business off the ground and just, you know, get things rolling. And then once you... Because there's so many, there's so many elements setting up online, right? And the most important things actually have nothing to do with tech. You know, you have to have excellent photos. Yeah. You need to have great SEO. So you need to work out what keywords are and what keywords to use. You have to write good descriptions. You have to mm. work out your shipping, like all of that stuff you have to do, no matter where you sell. And it's really important to get that stuff right first. So what could be really useful is to use a venue like Etsy, set up on there and do all that stuff. And then once that's going, then you, you've already got your business rolling. You've already got somewhere for people to buy from you. Then you can start the, the website mm-hmm. project. And then it's not such a, it's not such a big, um, learning curve to do all of that stuff at the same time. Yeah. Uh, because you've already kind of got a bulk of the work done. And then you can just transfer all of that across to your new, new website once you've got the tech stuff sorted out. Yeah. So. That's a nice, a nice sort of way of doing it. And that doesn't mean you then give up Etsy. Like I still sell on Etsy. Yeah. We still have a lot of sales on Etsy. Like it's a really important part of our business. And I would like nothing Etsy has done 
so far <laughs> has been enough to make me want to leave because of you know the amount of yeah. money and sales we make there. It's just mm. because we're using the platform in a way that works for us. We're making it work for us, and that's what you have yeah. to do when you use a marketplace. Yeah, there might be some elements of it I'm not a huge fan of, like the latest thing. On Etsy, particularly that people got up in arms about was the offline ad. Um, sorry, offsite ads. Oh yeah. If you earn over ten thousand dollars a year, you can't opt out of. You don't have a choice. Mm. Uh, they make you participate. So that's something. I mean, I don't mind that because I actually think, for me, that's actually really good because they spend all this money advertising my stuff, and I only pay mm. for it if I actually make a sale. So mm. that's like the cheapest advertising I'm ever going to get. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so personally, I actually don't mind, but I totally understand that I'm not being happy with being forced to participate in something like that. So yeah. there are always going to be those things that come up that you may, you know, have a you know, um, yeah. take umbrage with, but you've got to decide, okay, well, is it worth giving up the traffic and the money I'm making for this platform to not be on the platform anymore? And I think uh, the big question I often get is, well, if I do both then, like where do I direct my traffic? Mm. Because I have my Etsy shop, but then I also set up a website and now I'm a little bit, then you feel like people feel like they have two businesses and that's no. what like troubles me because I'm like, you don't, you have one no. business, you're selling on two different platforms. It's exactly like if you're selling at like, the market, like offline. Yeah, like that, you know? well, do I not go to this other market because I sell at this one? Yeah, <laughs> you just have two different places where you are showcasing your products but then you have to think about traffic in general like bringing visitors to your business mm. if you have your own website it is going to take work to push people there because they're not going to find it otherwise so you i i would recommend having obviously seo set up on your own website as well yeah and um, that's always something that you need to do but then social media, add whatever you're doing to the website and on Etsy, really tapping into the SEO on Etsy to get yes. the traffic that Etsy is giving you. So that way you're essentially getting traffic from Etsy, but the rest you send to your website and you're not, you know, you're not losing that to other shops on Etsy. So it's something to think about as well. Like when you start thinking, or oh, maybe I want both, then ha have a little look at your marketing plan and what makes the most sense for you but don't don't think that you have two separate business and that you need to uh because i i do see people doing that sometimes they're like okay well i'm on facebook and so sometimes i send people to my etsy shop and sometimes i send them to my website that's actually super confusing for the customers as well because they're just mm -hmm. kind of like well where are you <laughs> what's going on here where do i purchase from you like so simplifying that is super important yeah i 100 percent agree if you've got your own website and you're driving traffic drive it to your own website yeah <laughs> Because ch chances are you're going to earn more money selling on your own website. If You know, your fees are probably lower and all those sorts mm. of things. Plus, you've got to cover the cost of, you know, your hosting and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, definitely and drive people your own website. Then you've got more of a chance of getting them on your mailing list and, you know, yeah. all the other things. I think it's fine to occasionally mention you're on Etsy. Like, yeah. for example, we, um, because we're in Australia, obviously, on our website we sell in Australian dollars. But on my Etsy shop, I sell in US dollars, like my list in US mm. dollars because most of our customers are US-based. So I can't – well, back in the day <laughs> when you kind of – this was a long time ago where it was like only in one sort of currency. It would be like, go buy – you know, if you buy USD, go to the Etsy shop and so on. These days I don't do that. But I do – like I occasionally will just throw out that we sell on Etsy or I, like mm. I think somewhere on the bottom of our website I also say you can also find us on Etsy. And the reason I do that – is that whole trust thing is like, yeah. oh, well, they can go look at my Etsy shop and it maybe they're more comfortable buying through Etsy and that's yeah. cool. But I don't 
direct people there, like generally yeah. speaking in my marketing. If I'm doing, you know, an Instagram post or Facebook or whatever else, I send people to our own website. And mm. then they can, if they scroll around, they'll see, oh, they're on Etsy as well. Well, they go search for us on Etsy if they see our, our business name. And that's yeah. cool. That's fine. I don't care what, honestly, I don't care what people buy from me as long as they buy yeah. from me. Yeah, exactly. Cause it doesn't matter. Cause that's not the, that your business model is not Etsy or no. a website or Amazon. Your business model is selling retail online. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's what it is. And these are just tools exactly like, Instagram would be a tool, Pinterest would be a tool, Etsy is a tool, Shopify could be a tool. These are just like actual thing that you can use to serve the bigger goal of your business, but they're not mm. like, because I think there's a lot of that. And again, I'm not going to get too deep into it because we did the full podcast on Etsy isn't your business or mm-hmm. you're not, it's not your business model, but that's something that I think is a little bit dangerous when you start. And again, as I, we use Etsy a lot, the same for any other platform. I don't want you to ever feel like you, if something doesn't work for you on the platform anymore, move out, you know, mm-hmm. like make a plan to transition. It doesn't have to be the next day, but if you're really uncomfortable with some policies that change or terms that change, you mm-hmm. can move out. Or if you think, oh, this is not really working for me because I sell really just only custom pieces and I don't mm-hmm. really have that many of them and I need more of a process for the ordering forms and I don't really get that sort of flexibility with Etsy, I would way rather have a custom process on, a, on my website don't try to make your business fit the platform because I mm. do see people thinking, well, I've been told I need at least 100 product on my <laughs> shop, um, but, you know, I'm more of a one-of-a-kind, custom, big project person. I don't have that many product, but I've just been creating like crazy recently to fill my shop up. And I'm like, mm. but that's not what you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that is not the business that you want. And so that platform might not work for you, you know. So it's really important to, like, remember these are just tools that you can use, but use them to support you and not the other way around so that you fit in the Etsy mold or Amazon mold or whatever. Yeah, and there might be aspects of your business that don't work on the venue and then you can do them on your own website. Yeah. Like, you don't have to have the exact same stuff in both places. That's another yeah. thing, you know. you If you do a lot of one-of-a-kind you could split them across venues. You could only have them on your own website. Um, you know, it, the possibilities are endless here. Uh, it really just comes down to what's going to work for you and what's going to work for yeah. your customers. There are certain things you can't sell on Etsy that you might want to sell on your own website. Mm. Yeah, like maybe you do some handmade, but you also on sell other products. You know, if you have your own website, you can do both. Whereas mm. on Etsy, you know, you can't. So it can be part of your strategy. Mm. A marketplace should be part of your overall business strategy. Like that's why I used Artfire was another one I used to sell on. Oh, yeah, Artfire. Yeah. When I started out, I put my stuff on as many venues as I possibly could manage because I wanted mm. to try to get in front of more people to get my business off the ground. And then yeah. over the years, I slowly pulled back on the ven- the marketplaces I was on because I just found managing like six marketplaces was yes. a lot of work. Yes. <laughs> like inventory. Even yeah. though our stuff is like reproducible, I'd be like, Okay, so I've taken new photos of this. I have to update it on all of my yes. platforms. Or I've created a new item. I have to list it on all of these platforms. Or I've stopped selling this one, so I have to take it off all of the platforms. <laughs> so there is that element as well of having to manage multiple platforms. I find yes. two is manageable. Like I sell yeah. nowadays, we sell on Etsy and my own web, our own website, and that's enough for now for us. That mm. may change. Who knows? Other, other venues have been really successful over the years as well. But yeah. it's just a matter of working out what combination of marketplaces that work for you just like mm. if you were selling offline you know if you're selling to boutiques and shops and yeah if you're doing multiple markets you know it's, it's always going to be whatever works for you right now yeah i was going to ask you actually how did you obviously i think the answer is 
pretty clear that it's I kept Etsy and not the other ones because Etsy was giving me more sales. <laughs> yes. But do you think that's essentially because they are getting more traffic? Because I think that's an important point as well. When we say marketplace have their own traffic, mm-hmm. they do, but they don't all have the same amount of traffic. No. Like some marketplaces have a lot more like Etsy, which is probably, well, it is the leader in mm-hmm. you know the handmade industry than some sort of newer one i know there's a lot that also sort of come up and everyone is really excited about them and then six months later they kind of just shut off and you're like yeah. oh, okay so now where do i go etsy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's it's uh, it's important i think to do your research on the marketplace how long has it been around uh if you can find any kind of data on how much traffic they are actually bringing to the platform and mm-hmm. if they do invest budget in advertising themselves so that you know, your shop is put in front of more people because it's not automatic. Like it's not like, oh, I sell on the marketplace, therefore I'm going to get traffic because there's going to be people visiting this website. They're going to find me. If they don't have much traffic and you sell something that's quite specific as well, there's that element that people don't necessarily search too much for. You're better off on a platform that has a lot more visits. Yeah, that's what it came down to for me. It was like I just slowly dropped off the venues that weren't making as many sales because, again, I wasn't driving traffic to them. I was there to take advantage of the traffic that they were sending to me. Mm. So I slowly dropped them and then Made It was the last one I gave up because I actually did quite well on Made It, which is an Australian venue, Mm. but it kind of slowed down a bit and I was just like, I just don't want to manage another one, so I dropped it as well. I get emails quite regularly from new platforms that are starting up like, come and sell for us, like even like, we'll do, we'll import the stuff for you, come and sell Mm. with us. And I'm like, thank you, but not not right now. Yeah. I'm happy with this, the marketplaces I have. If I was if I was starting out, I'd probably dump on it because, you know, I had the mm. time. But now I don't have the time uh, or don't want to take the time, to be honest. Mm. I'd be more willing to, you know, jump on something that's been around for a while and has a proven track record. But somebody has to be the guinea pig. So, you know, if yeah. you want that to be you, then great, go for it. Yeah, um, you never know it might work. Really and that well. traffic thing as well, it's again it's a decision. So because in my head, I mean, I've, I can code and I've been building websites for a living for years. Yeah. <laughs> so I would definitely build my own website, guys. This is what I would do. <laughs> but it's also, I know not what everyone would do. So when I mm. think about what I would do, I would probably be on Etsy for sure and I would have my own website, but I would use Etsy just for their own traffic. So I would tap into mm. that benefit. I wouldn't necessarily drive too much traffic to it. So when I think about marketplace, I think about that and I think about, well, do they have enough traffic that I would actually get visit but this might not be your case you might be someone that wants to be on the marketplace because you just can't be bothered with having your own website that's Mm -hmm. too stressful you don't want the technical elements and all of that you want a marketplace as a point of sale online and you are dedicated to not only using their traffic but bringing your own Mm -hmm. in that case it matters less how much traffic they bring, especially if they're like a, a newer kind of platform and more sort of like maybe the vision, maybe the look of the shop, maybe the mm. option for customizing your listing, the terms, obviously you want to read those. I know it's super boring, but you really always should read them. Mm. Um, and so these these are the kind of things that you would look at that I wouldn't even look at because that's not what my strategic decision would be. Yeah. So that's why we're saying it's very different depending on what you want to accomplish. Yeah, and another thing you might do, and this can be sort of a segue into next week's episode, is kind of a... Um, chimera where you have your own website but your shopping cart is the venue or the marketplace so you send people to your Etsy shop from your website to actually complete the purchase and look at your products so a lot of people do this this is kind of it's a nice in-between stage like Mm. okay well I've got my my venue marketplace shop like Etsy but you know I've heard from Jess (laughs) it looks really professional if you have your own URL you know yes yourbusiness.com and you have your own landing page and you know if you have that, you can have an about page, you can have a mailing list sign up, you can have all of that stuff. But then the shop page just directs to your Etsy shop. 
yeah. and that's a very valid choice. Um, and it's a great, especially um, stepping stone in this process. Yeah. You start with the venue, then have the website with the venue as a shopping cart, and then having to go to the next step of actually setting up your own shopping cart on your own website. Mm. So that's a very good yeah. choice as well as an intermediate step. I wrote a blog ages ago, like it's so old. I'm not even going to say how it's called because I don't <laughs> even know. I would need to reread it before I send more people to it. But it was about like, because I remember when I was, uh, still doing more instead of coaching I was kind of still more consulting but also mm-hmm. doing websites and stuff for uh, shops then I started teaching and there was a big overwhelm at setting up a cart on your website mm-hmm. it's a big yeah. bigger deal than it is to just create a simple page like you just yes. said so I had this plan broken down to manage that and to say okay well, we're going to start with a simple one page website mm-hmm. that's literally like your business card online so they can go to justshop.com mm-hmm. and there you go there's a picture of you about me couple of words on like what inspire you and your word couple of pictures from your product and that's that then if you have an etsy shop you can add a link or a section that says shop my products on etsy and eventually we would like add pages and be like well you know this about section let's turn that into an about page now <laughs> and so slowly they had like a five page website and then yep. eventually build the cart when they were ready but you can definitely like have steps in that process Mm -hmm. so that you can have your own website you can build an email list on it you can blog if that's something that you want to do which we didn't mention you cannot do with marketplaces not that i know of any that would let you do that so you could have that plus your marketplace on site that's a very very good point there's also options to have uh, i know for etsy it exists i don't know if it exists for other platform but there's plugins and apps that you can use on your mm-hmm. site so that you can embed so essentially have your shop kind of experience on your website mm-hmm. so all your listing or pulled on your website because of a plugin you pay for i think this one is called etsy, etsy just used to have that but they took it away yeah etsy mini yeah, I used yeah, to use it, it all the great. time. It was great. It was great. I don't know why they took it away. Yeah. I think it's because they, they want to drive people to their platform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were like, "Oh, this is working <laughs> too well for you guys. We're gonna, we're gonna take that away." But there's still one that you can use that does exactly the same thing. It was okay. actually more option. That's called Etsy 360. Right. It's only if you have WordPress though. Mm-hmm. But it does the same thing. And so essentially, you, it looks like your shop is on your website, but when it comes to the payment part, they mm-hmm. are redirected to Etsy right. for that. So there's. You know, there's options for you guys. Mm. Overwhelmingly, <laughs> there's all these options to consider. Yeah. But yeah, marketplace is a great place to get started. If, if yeah. you're just beginning and you don't, you're not techie and you haven't, like Deb and me, you haven't been building websites since I don't know the '90s. I don't think you've been building websites <laughs> since the '90s, Deb, because you yeah, were like a child. I was but, little. <laughs> 1997, I think, or six, I built my first website. So yeah, that's fine. You just start with a marketplace and yeah. get the because this this is a big thing that I see a lot of people struggling with, and I want to get people past it is not starting because it's too complicated or it seems too too much work or it seems too overwhelming or they think it has to be perfect. Like I need to have my perfect website all set up before I can launch. I'm like, just open an Etsy shop. Like just get started. Yeah. Put your stuff out there. Getting get some traffic. Get some sales. Get some feedback mm. from people. There's no finish like you can just keep experimenting and keep growing and keep doing other things and developing and evolving your business over time Mm. and that's fine yeah like you don't have to make the right decision right now (laughs) can we push you to make one decision even if it's not the right one because the good thing is that you'll know very quickly whether you're like i'm really into this platform it's really cool i'm glad i did that Mm. or you're hating it and then you'll be really motivated to open your own website but that first decision is really important to just make one because you will only know if it's good for you once you are using it yeah you can't you can read as many blog and things and videos and podcasts (laughs) about (laughs) it 
um, in the end, just make what you think is gut feeling and, you know, a little bit of brain as well, the best decision for you right now. And we'll see if that is the case or not. And if it's not, it's fine. You know, it's mm-hmm. not the end of the world. You can move to your own website or you can go to a marketplace if your website turns out to be a disaster for you. It's, exactly. it's fine. Just make a decision. Yeah. <laughs> Get started. And if you have questions about the whole marketplace venue, Etsy shenanigans, come on over to our Facebook group to search the business I'm making on Facebook or go to thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash Facebook and drop a question in there and, you know, tag us and we'll we'll give you some feedback on that because I know there's, you know, there's a lot. Obviously, Deb and I both have our communities uh, to the mm-hmm. HQ and the Thriver Circle where we go into depth about more of these things, but we just want to encourage you to not be afraid to get started on a marketplace and just yeah. experiment with it and play around with it. and realize that there are a lot of benefits and yeah there are some downsides but it's up to you to decide if the downsides are worth the um sorry if the benefits are worth the downsides i know for me they are i'm very happy selling on etsy still Mm. to this day they've been i wouldn't have a business i wouldn't have this life if it wasn't for etsy so i have a lot to thank Mm. them for so yeah Mm. it really can be a life changer to kick off on a platform or a marketplace like that Mm. so don't be afraid to give it a go. And next week or next episode, so in two next weeks, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about the website as well, which will cover a little bit the different platforms for mm-hmm. yourself as the website. Not necessarily like the nitty gritty of which one you should pick or whatever, but give you more clues, I think, on like what mm-hmm. to consider when you're comparing them yes. and looking at them and the main points of difference. But if, yeah, if you have any question about that, do ask in the community at the business of making.com slash Facebook, because we understand that sometimes it's that micro question that you're like, well, I just want to understand that and then I'll be able to make a decision. You know, if that's the case, <laughs> come and ask the question, we'll give you an answer and then you can move forward and, and get started. But that's yeah, definitely the most important. For sure. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your community. Maybe, you know, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories or your Instagram feed or Facebook. Tell people in Facebook groups about the podcast. That's like yeah. one of the best ways like we get. Because when, um, when people sign up to the Facebook group, we have a little thing that says, where did you find us? Mm. So we know a lot of you are mentioning it in Facebook groups, which is fantastic. So please yeah. do that. Thank you so, so much. If someone asks a question, you know we've done an episode on it, just send them the link to the episode. We want to reach as many makers as we can and help as many people as we can. That's why we're here. Mm. And again, a huge thank you to all of our patrons. You can become a supporter over at patreon.com forward slash T-B-O-M. stands for The Business of Making. So (laughs) patreon.com slash T-B-O-M and you can become a patron for as little as a couple of bucks a month and help be a co-producer and help us to afford to continue running this free podcast for everybody that we can keep putting it out there into the world and helping makers to succeed. And if you pay more than two but five dollars, you also get a bonus episode. (laughs) You do. If you pay, yeah, yeah, our platinum patrons, it's only five dollars a month. You get an extra Patreon-only episode a month. You also get a shout out on the show for your business and a link on our supporters page on our website if you so desire. So lots of perks there for our Platinum patrons. Thank you so much for supporting us. And we'll be back again very soon with Michaela. With Michaela, yeah. She'll be back. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it, even with the two of us now. Yeah, I'm wondering if some people are like, oh, thank God she'll be back. Those two, <laughs> it was dreadful. <laughs> I think it was dreadful. No, I'm sure it wasn't. <laughs> Hopefully. Come on. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.